When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hi, this is Mel Rosenberg here, the host of the Children's Literature Channel on the New Books Network. And I am here with the spectacular artist, writer, author, illustrator, Myra Kalman, who brought me to the beach at Tel Aviv for this interview. Hi, Myra. Hi, Mel. Good to be here, right? On the sand, by the water. I can't think of a better place to interview you. Well, actually, I can. So if, if you are listening to this interview, this means that our publisher has allowed it with all the ambient noise of the waves and the music and uh, what have you. So Myra, you have how many books coming out this year? Three. Would you like to tell us a few words about them? One of them is called, I do a little bit of self-publishing where I create booklets with my son, which we raise money for various causes. Um, the first one was called Trees, and it was trying to get, it was getting raising money to try to get make sure that Trump wasn't elected. Mm-hmm. So and that yay. Book, that book single handedly that single handedly got him out. Then we did Women Holding Things, which raised money for organizations fighting hunger, and now I'm doing a book called Bed, which is about my love of bed and being in bed and beds, and that's going to raise money for. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there's another book coming out called Women Holding Things, which is about women holding things, both literally and metaphorically. The, and that's an expanded version of the shorter Women Holding Things. Mm-hmm. And you're also illustrating a book for another author? Yeah, Michael Frank wrote a... I have to remind you of what you're thank doing. You. Yes. Michael Frank wrote a fantastic book called 100 Saturdays, mm-hmm. interviewing a 99-year-old woman who was taken from Rhodes as a teenager, brought to Auschwitz, survived, and uh, came to New York. So her, her journey of loss is uh, palpable, and it's a beautiful, beautiful book. I did the paintings from her photographs of her life. Wow. As somebody who loves Rhodes, I'm dying to okay. see this book. So, Myra, let's, uh, you are a, and I know you, you might want to, um, to deny this, but you are a famous uh, and beloved 
writer and illustrator of children's books, among all the other things you do in the art world. Um, where did this all start? <laughs> it started when I was born. It's very nice of you to say that, Melon. I think that the most important thing that anybody can say is that they're doing their work in a meaningful way and, and finding out and being surprised every day. And that's literally what's happened to me. So You I surprised I, me today here I, at the beach. Well, <laughs> the day is young and it's only 8.15 in the morning. Okay. Uh, we're going, so the, I thought I was going to be a writer and then I decided I couldn't stand trying to find all the right words to write. So then I decided that I would draw, that would be easier. And then I saw that I could combine that with writing and painting and being a journalist and traveling around and telling you what I saw. And uh, that's what I'm doing. It's 50 years, and that's what I'm still doing. Incredible. But you grew up here in Israel. What is the, uh, the back story here? I was born in Tel Aviv in 1949, mm -hmm. and we came to New York in 54 uh, for a temporary stay, which ended up being the rest of my life. These, the temporary are the longest ones. <laughs> that's... Very true. And, and I have an apartment in Tel Aviv, so there's a credible connection and relationship that I have with my family and friends in Tel Aviv. So, and Tel Aviv is an incredible city, and after New York, it's the most interesting city I know. Okay, so you grew, you grew up here till the age of five. You speak Hebrew, so I'm assuming that's your mother tongue. No, English is my mother tongue. My you mother spoke English until the age of five in Tel Aviv? No, I spoke Hebrew, but, but to say that it's a mother tongue it's my, was my first language, but I'm certainly not fluent enough in Hebrew by any means. English no, but, is my language. Because I, I think that we, that those of us who write for five-year-olds, or ostensibly uh, write for five-year-olds, have something going on at the age of five. Well, I have something going on that I'm still five years old. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's maybe a different aspect. That's my persona of being a person who kind of didn't grow up. Okay, but I mean, so, but at the age of five, you were uprooted from the sea here, Tel Aviv, and brought to? To New York City. To no, the New York City is a big place, Manhattan, Manhattan Bronx. Manhattan, okay. and then we moved to the Bronx, and I loved it from the first minute because I often say, when, you know, I, we discovered Coca-Cola. <laughs> what could be better? This is a great country. I said, this is a great country. They drink this amazing drink called Coca-Cola. Yes. And then when you grow up, you can have rum and Coca-Cola. No, I still just have Coca-Cola. So you're, you're a true American. And when did the people say this Myra is a gifted girl? <laughs> you're very funny. Uh, well, I did well in school until I started to dream more than I started to work. So I think I believed in myself for some strange reason. And a lot of it is a, is a mystery. You just don't know. You have a need mm -hmm. to do something. You have a need to write. And mm -hmm. who knows why? Okay, but did you, did you read a lot? Did you write a lot? Did yes, you artwork I, a lot? I, I, didn't, I didn't paint a lot, but I did read a lot. I was a big reader. And, and I thought, when I was, and I, when I read Pippi Longstocking, mm -hmm. I've talked about this many times, when I read Pippi Longstocking at the age of, I don't know, maybe around eight, mm -hmm. and understood what it was to be holding a book that somebody had written, I thought, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. What were your favorite books at the age of five? I don't remember at the age of five, but, but, in, but at that age, when I was conscious of books, it was The Secret Garden. Mm -hmm and Pippi Longstocking, and then as I got older, 
Ludwig, you know, Ludwig Bemelmans is a big influence oh, the Madeline books. Yes. And Kay Thompson and the other, I mean, he's, you know, he's extraordinary. And one of the things that I understood by looking at his life, though I wasn't that, I wasn't that well versed in what he was doing, was that he was writing and painting for adults and for children. Mm -hmm. And that to me was an important aspect of my work, that I wasn't limited to one area. Mm -hmm. So when did you decide that this might be a, uh, I wouldn't say profession, a colleague? Professional yeah, college. But I know I really did think of it as my job, my vocation. I probably when I was about in my early twenties, mm -hmm. I realized you know early twenties. Yeah. But you went to college? Well, I went to college for literature and then uh, Tibor my hus my two future husband and I both dropped out because it was the late sixties and that was the time. Uh, you were we, flower children? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Everybody was. You, you, you sniffed uh, Coca-Cola. Well, everybody experimented with many things, <laughs> just to okay. say that. All right. And, um, and we both were started to work, and I thought, I want to do something that, I'm, that allows me to travel, that shows, what, shows the audience what my life is and what I see, and that's exactly what I did. So it wasn't... It was uh, work to get there. Were, were people paying you money to do this? Well, after a few years of going around with my portfolio to various magazines and trying to get editorial illustration, yes, then I started making money. And um, and then I started realizing that books, that, that I could do children's books that would combine my illustration with writing, and then I could do adult books that, could, that would also combine illustration and writing. I, I see your, your children's books as adult books and vice versa. Right. I think so. I think that I'm not, you know, I always say I'm not talking down to children and I'm not talking up to adults. <laughs> I'm just talking and telling you my story. And, you know, maybe I change the vocabulary a little bit for, for you know, when I'm speaking to adults and or maybe the, the ideas are a little bit more sophisticated, but not, but not very much so. Mm-hmm. And when, what book was your, your breakthrough? Your first book? Well, the first book was David Byrne from The Talking Heads, Stay Up Late, which I illustrated his song, mm -hmm. was my entree into the publishing world. I, w I certainly wouldn't have been able to get a, a contract without that kind of, of his name. Yeah, but how does that happen? You know, um, we all, you know, I've, I've written the biography of Carol King, but she won't answer the phone. Oh. I mean... Well, we, I, he was my friend. We were doing all of the graphic design for the Talking Heads. Ah, okay. So there was a relationship that we had, and, he, and we liked each other. He's a fantastic man. And, we, and what's wonderful is that we just worked together on his show called American Utopia, which was this stupendous constant Broadway musical event. Mm -hmm. And I did the show curtain. That's happening now. It finished. Uh, it finished now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how many, uh, how many performances were there? Oh, hundreds and hundreds. It was went on for months, and then I Corona and you did, stopped you did it. The curtains and the, the the paintings, and they created this show curtain. Yeah, that's okay. We'll go on. Okay, we won't let the, the people the at the beach stop us or the, and the flies. flies. Yeah. Yes. So so that's so so the relationships also can grow and can be very fulfilling over the years. But he was my he was my. Uh, champion in, in my entree. Mm -hmm. One of the wheels that has come full circle today is that um, I'm interviewing you, but actually I met you about 
two or three decades ago when you were interviewing me. You remember that? Of course. I had such a good time interviewing you. I was happy to meet you. And it was about professions for children. It was called Chicken Soup Boots. Mm -hmm. And it was about all the different kinds of jobs that people might have in this world. So I interviewed you about your invention. Yes, about bad breath and so on. And you, Which may be very self-conscious, but I... Yeah, that's okay. But I plowed you're, you're ahead. You're fine. <laughs> you plowed ahead. Um, so, uh, and you called me Dr. Mel Smellman. Yeah. But the resemblance is there. I hope that you didn't mind that. But no, I, I was, was very happy it. because I had lots of hair yeah, in well, your drawings. We take liberties. The writers <laughs> take liberties, and we embellish, and we change things. But that's the nice thing, that things that are based in the real world can then be adjusted to a different, to a, to a story. But basically, I'm telling the truth, more or less. Well, yeah, you're telling your truth, which is the truth. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I like that. That's nice. I love that book. I look at it frequently. The picture, the, the version you did of me is, uh, can, can, I, can I put it on my, on my uh, profile? Of course you can. I look much better when you draw me. No, you look good. When you draw Don't me, worry. Swami. So what about Swami on Rai? Well, that's the, another the, one, another, another one of your epic books. The, the Max series, which started with this poet dog mm -hmm. named Max Stravinsky, mm -hmm. became four books. And one of them was, so you go, he's in New York, he goes to Paris, he yeah. goes to LA, and he goes to India. And um, which kind of, you know, followed some of my travels. And now I'm writing an animated screenplay for those four books. Based on Max. Yeah, of those four books. And so, um, you know, it's 30 years later. Mm -hmm. And then this project comes around, a producer, a Hollywood producer. Like a, a Hollywood uh, producer. Like a cliche, yeah. but a wonderful cliche, a really terrific man mm -hmm. said that he wants to produce these. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And the thing about writing a screenplay is that I've never done it before, and I may be terrible at it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. What matters is the curiosity and just doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, your screenplay, it's just typing on a different kind of paper, I think, really. I think that because my books are so kinetic and they are, they're all, they're very animated. I don't yeah. think it's such a big leap for me to figure out what might work on the screen. Absolutely. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, that's going to be amazing. So who is Max really? Well, Max Did he is exist beyond me. your books? I would say he's me. <laughs> you know, kind of a wanderer, poet, questioning things, observing and uh, having a wry sense of humor. He's very much like me, actually. So, so Myra, your, your writing is uh, eccentric in a wonderful way. And your artwork is splendid. Also, a little, like, you know, you see any of your, any of your illustrations, you see that's Myra. Mm. What, what, is your, that's true. what is your advice for, for aspiring writers and authors and, and illustrators who keeping told, be, write like this, and illustrate like that, and have this story arc, and that. Uh, I don't know, do people still get that kind of advice anymore? All the time, and they ah. pay for it. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're listening to advice about how something should be done, then you, sh then you should, uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay, elaborate, please. You have to have your own vision and your own story to tell. And if you persevere and you find your voice, then it'll work. If you persevere and you don't find your voice, then it won't work. I mean, the, the, the point about working is to do your work, to do it. And if you find, and you have to go through a lot of levels of 
bad work to get to good work. Okay. So, but, but, okay, let's go back then to your breakthrough. Because most writers never get a publishing deal. Um, I, I would say 99 point something percent. And it's not necessarily because they're bad. It's because yeah. it's hard to be discovered. It is so hard. You, so yeah. you were discovered through David Burke. But then right. you still had to sell your your book. And well, then the next book came along. When, when I, when well, did I'm, you get an agent? What was the Not procedure? yet. Not yet. But what happened was that this wonderful editor, Nancy Paulson, oh. said... I said, it would be fantastic if I can do this. You know, it's, I'm very grateful to do this book, but the next book I'd like to write and paint. Mm -hmm. And she so what was... was the, what was the connection with Nancy? Nancy's a huge, famous person in this uh, well, arena. Well, we asked around, and I think that because of David Byrne's name, it wasn't hard to get the, you know, have the door open. Okay, but that was without an agent. Right. And then your next book, you sought an agent. No, I had uh, Tibor was Tibor was acting as my agent, but not really. And then probably by the third book, I think by Max and Love, Ulala Max and Love, mm -hmm. it was time to get an agent to handle all the things that we just didn't want to deal with anymore. And we found the most incredible, beloved. In, well, I guess it was 1990, mm -hmm. 91. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Cheedy, who is an extraordinary human being in every way, and a dear, dear friend and mentor. But nobody ever interfered in what I was writing. Mm -hmm. Nobody said, well, you should write like this or you should do that ever, ever. It's just what I needed to do. I, I don't want to comment on it because you are enormously talented and why should anybody interfere with your voice? That's right, I agree. <laughs> in, the, in the meantime, you've published... Uh, I'm, I'm guessing 30 books, but I really don't know. More than 30. Now it's, now it's growing over 30, which I like that number very, very much. Yeah, 30 is a good number. Yeah. And, um, and you're active and bubbling with enthusiasm. And then now's the time to ask you two questions. Where do your ideas come from? When you have an idea for a book, can you remember the moment how the idea was born or is it some musical, musical in the muse sense? I think it's a combination of living life, doing things, reading, walking, working, and you encounter thoughts and ideas. <laughs> yeah. You encounter an idea here and there, and just that my mind is, mm -hmm. my mind is well. You know, actually, I want to say that I do a lot of walking, mm -hmm. and when I walk, my mind clears mm -hmm. and then there's room for an idea to bubble up what, what, what i what i call a shower moment but you call it yeah a, yeah no it's a walking true. moment the shower moment, yeah, the shower okay, moment so is you're, also you're walking along yeah. the beach here as i've done this morning from jaffa and you have an idea yeah what do you do you're on the beach you write it down in a notebook well, you write it in the sand <laughs> right, and the, and the water takes it away. But, no, I do have a notebook with me. I have a sketchbook, mm -hmm. but that I always carry with me. But I'm, I'm so I'm kind of marinating and mulling over. Oh, for instance, oh, I spend, you know, I adore bed. Oh, I've done a lot of paintings of bed. What is this thing? What is this desire? So I can write about and write about that and paint about, you know, paint that. But ideas just come. I don't know, you know? It's very hard to teach people to have ideas. Is your sketchbook right here? It is. Can I have a look at it? Sure. Okay, you, uh, you people there in audio land, 
how unfortunate you are that I'm sitting here on the Tel Aviv beach with well, Myra Kalman, so I've been peering notes, into her so. sketchbook. <laughs> I've been carrying these sketchbooks with me since the age of 18. Mm -hmm. And so I have an incredible collection. Mm -hmm. of Here's Holbein from oh. this morning. <laughs> right. I, I met him for breakfast before I met you. Um, there was a Holbein show in New York that was mm -hmm. extraordinary at the Morgan Library. Mm -hmm. So I, I do drawings of, of trees a lot. Mm -hmm. And here's... Um, I saw your bedroll here. So, your oh, bedroll. Yeah, bed yeah. Wow. So, I, you know, there's writing, there's sketching, mm -hmm. a dream. I had a dream with a, of a gray bird with pink wings. Mm -hmm. There was a show um, at the New York Historical Society of black dolls, dolls handmade mm -hmm. by black nannies mm -hmm. or in, the, in the 1800s, which was so poignant. Oh, was it, don't, don't, what is this squidgy This here? is the beginning of a tree. It's but the beginning got, of a tree? I got sidetracked. So I love I, it. Know. I love it because that uh, has nothing to do with how oh, trees begin. They have seeds and stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay. well, you have to draw. You have to start a line. Seeds and stuff. This I was just in Ireland, mm -hmm. and this is the door of the house of friends of mine, and this tassel, wow. this big green tassel on the door. So I photograph a lot. Mm -hmm. All of these, all of the things that I see mm -hmm. that I fall in love with. But all of this. This is in like a thick black ink. You yeah, have a it's pen a, with no, you. It's, yeah, it's a it's a pen with it's a ink. I have a few different. Brush pens and stuff. And like dried that. flowers. Many dried flowers. This is from your childhood in Tel Aviv, where the kids used to dry flowers. Uh, I send them to penthouse. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, an incredible. Uh, most of my sketchbooks are full. Let's see if I, are full of. Oh, I have a um, a fig leaf. Smell that. Wow. It's incredible. And you can just sometimes you open a book that's years old, mm -hmm. and there and is a fig a leaf scent, pops out at you, and it's a scent that's incredible. Mm -hmm. So these are just. Various things from Ireland, bouquets of flowers, and such. Okay, well, our, our listeners can't see these things, yeah, nor smell them, but it's, it's actually incredible. Yesterday at the beach, mm -hmm. this fantastic woman had dyed her hair bright pink, mm -hmm. and she was wearing a red bathing suit, mm -hmm. and near her was a woman with fantastic lips. So I note it all. I note those things down. And some of them enter into my work, mm -hmm. and some don't. Yeah, of course. That's that's incredible. And um, what we're coming towards the end of our wonderful interview. I hope you're having fun. Very much. So fun that we'll with still email. have we'll yeah. still have time for a coffee and some offshore discussion, offshore, offshore and offline. But um, you know, so given. One of the things that bothers me is that, you know, agents see thousands of manuscripts a year. They take on just two or three picture book writers a year. Your chances are one in a thousand. Um, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Of course you should, because it's, I can't think of anything nicer to do. But what is the advice to people to help them get noticed when their craft is really good? We'll give it as a, as, as a taken that somebody has studied writing and has progressed and, and, and um, is at a stage where they've written something really, really wonderful. How do you get noticed in this world? I have no idea. <laughs> I truly have no idea. I don't know what the, the, the levels of connections are now. I, I started, as I say, 50 years ago, so 
my networks are established and my name is established. I don't know what somebody does now other than keep on working and, and keep on pursuing whatever it is that you want. Is there something in your career that you were thwarted with and, and, and yet never gave up? Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is you're thwarted or you'll get a million rejections. I, I got so many You rejections. get rejections? Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, even now I do. But, you know, even like working for The New Yorker, mm -hmm. uh, yes, I still get rejection. So you, the, the level of you just persevere. I don't, know, I don't know how to say anything more. And then you either find your spot or you don't. It's not, nothing's guaranteed. Okay, if you don't find your spot. You know, go for a walk. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. You have to either get a, get a day job. Uh, I get a, nice, <laughs> get a nice fun day job of... Mm -hmm. I don't know what, or volunteer, and write an email. and help people, and and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only only advice I have is do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So, Myra, listen, this was wonderful. Uh, is there anything I haven't asked you before coffee? There must be a hidden question. No, it's all very simple and clear. Okay. We'll go for a walk and we'll have coffee. Yes, yeah, so that'll be a perfect I, I have finale. to sign out though. So this is okay. Mel Rosenberg. Uh, what am I? Um, I'm the remind me, the host of the Children's Literature Channel for the New Books Network, and I've been sitting on the beautiful, wonderful, soft sand at the Tel Aviv Bugrashov Beach with the amazing, incredible author, illustrator, artist Myra Kalman, and it's been special. Thank you, dear. Thank you, Mel. So sweet of you.